Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, except Skype, because you've been a son of a bitch all morning, so fuck you. <laughs> now, just be aware, this is a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. We do swear. I am Luke, or Grumpy2, whatever you want to call me, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke. Hello to the listeners. I'm happy to be back. It's been a week, you know, or two, uh, you know, we've been off for a little bit, you know, life's going on, New Japan's got all kinds of problems, and, but you know what, I'm happy to be back to, you know, talk about it with you, and, uh, you know, this will be fun, because this is kind of uh, a return to form a little bit, this is pretty much going to be a straight up wrestling episode, no gimmicks, just uh, the straight shit, so I'm looking forward to that. Wow, do we, do we remember doing that? Hang on, let me see if I can remember this this next part. Uh, if anyone wants to get in contact with us, they can. Uh, we are on the Tweety. One, one or both of us might be live tweeting. You can catch us at Never Open Pod collectively. Or Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweet. And I'm at Grumpy2EB. If you want to send us a longer form email or a voice email, you can do that as well. Neveropenpod at gmail.com. I didn't forget, man. That's like good. riding a freaking bike. That was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good, man. I'm pretty happy with that. You know, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, we got a little bit of news. Nothing earth shattering or anything like that. Um, you know, pro wrestling's all over the place right now. Some of it's shit in the bed, some of it's coming back to form and uh but New Japan's made a couple kind of moves or something. I don't know. What what do you got? Well, what I do know, Mr. Andy, is we're going to cover two Road to Wrestle Grand Slam shows, and these roads lead to nowhere. <laughs> well, I have three shows. I have three shows to cover, so I don't know which ones you're be, doing. So. Because we're doing, Mr. Andy, we're doing three Road to Wrestle yeah! Grand Slam shows, <laughs> which don't lead to Wrestle Grand Slam. It got cancelled. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the road. Two, uh, Wrestle Grand Slam has a turnoff, which dovetails straight into the Road to Dominion. And I will probably mention this again in the show, but just in case uh, people don't have New Japan World and they listen to this podcast, I uh, thank you if you do that. <laughs> but tonight's show, so we're recording on, uh, well, for me, it's the first Mm-hmm. And there is a show on tonight. And it's, for me, it starts at uh, 7 o'clock. I don't, it starts at some ungodly hour for almost everybody else. I'm sorry. But if you do feel like tuning in and watch it, it is free on New Japan World. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And uh, don't think it's all just going to be tags and stuff. I mean, a lot of it is. I mean, it all is. But <laughs> one of these tags in particular is a title match. So tonight it will be Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi versus Tamatonga and Tonga Lai. Finally. So you get a title match for free. Hey. And <laughs> it's between uh, three good competitors and uh, Tonga Lai. Yes. He, so, will, uh, he will also be there. Yes. Yeah. Jada will be out as well to... Uh, I mean, I wish he'd hit uh, Tonga Lai with the kendo stick. Do it this way. Yes. <clears throat> Don't be gassed all the time. <clears throat> he doesn't care. So you'd think he'd do that, you know. Yeah, but uh, any other piece of news that I have, Mr. Andy, do, do involves shows that take place after tonight's. So, yeah. Okay, well, we, you, 
We had a couple things happen this week. I mean, you know, AEW had their big pay-per-view. You watched it. I'm sure you loved it. It was four fucking hours long. And, yes, it was. Uh, there was some good shit. Uh, there was a strange... Um, debut uh, was, um, you know, of course I didn't watch this, but I know this somehow. It was uh, Leo Rush, and he got eliminated from, like, the Battle Royal. He was, like, the Joker guy, and he, like, came out and got immediately eliminated, which is a strange um, thing. But uh, he's been signed by New Japan, uh, assumedly to be at, in New Japan Strong and then maybe in Best of Super Juniors. So that's, that's exciting. Oh. He's a very, very good wrestler, and, like... I mean, I think I, I don't know if I told this story before, but one time I saw him on a Ring of Honor show versus Adam Cole. And I had never, I didn't get Adam Cole. Like, I was like, I don't get it. Why he's doing all this shit at PWG and everybody's loving him. And I'm like, I don't get it. And that night, he and Leo Rush tore the fucking house down on some just random house show, ROH in Indiana. And uh, and I found out later that uh, Adam Cole had double pneumonia that night and like he almost died or some shit. And like, man, I was like, respect. I like both those guys now just because of what they did. So he's a very good wrestler, regardless of what you think of him as far as things he says or does. He's he's going to if he's in the best of super juniors, that's going to be awesome. Oh, man. And New Japan does need juniors stat. Yes. Sign them the fuck up and fly them <laughs> down. You know, uh, yeah. So we we need them really. Now, do you want to do you want to jump straight into the shows, Mister Andy? I know we I know we do have an email. We'll probably do before that. Or do you just let's rip this bandaid off because we're hypocrites. At least I am. We're both like Impact. <laughs> we're not going to watch Impact, <laughs> and we didn't. But uh, as soon as I heard that Mr. Bread would be on it, I'd be like, well, I'm not watching Impact, but if that sack segment turns up on New Japan World, I'm going to watch it. Because yeah. at least, you know, Mr. Bread's a pretty huge draw for, I think, both of us. So I watched this six-minute-something video, and I'm like, oh, short. So it must be a fucking squash match or something. And I'm like, oh, well, I've seen those in Japan like fucking 15 <laughs> times fucking straight against every young fucking lion that they have right now. You know, only I may win, you know, because Hodma couldn't get a single win out of all those young lion matches. But, and I was like, all right, that's fine. Look, maybe they just want to set him up in, in America and get everyone. He, he, this is why you should like this guy. You see the fucking baguette of death, machine gun chops, all this other shit. But no, this fucking... Right? I turn it on. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. Sell me on this bread stuff. And it's Eric Young, Rhino, and this other guy, Joe Doring. They're standing in the ring cutting this promo about how they've got... Their violence by design and all that. And I reckon Eric Young and Hanma, man, imagine the metal band they'd create. But, <laughs> you know, they they somehow won the Impact Tag Team titles using some kind of money in the bank, gift of the gods thingy, majig. I don't know. It's a long fucking EY promo. You know, but at least he tells me the good news. In one point of the promo, EY says something that makes me go, oh, good. And he said that Finjuice is back in Japan. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, 
good. Be in Japan. You fucking work for New Japan. Be in Japan. So I was like, good. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, he makes some references about Japan, 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 Japan. And then, of course, Mr. Bread comes out. He stands uh, up, up in front of Joe Doring and something. Then he walks away. And apparently we're getting a match. Joe Doring versus yeah. uh, Mr. Satoshi Kojima. That was it. And I was like, well, if I had to watch the whole impact just for that, I would have been pissed off. I mean, I I just watched it on Twitter and I was pissed off. But, uh, you know, because I, I had to subject myself to the impact zone or whatever. But fucking, okay, so Joe Doring is this guy that was like, he was, you know, big in Japan, as they say, in the 80s. And he worked for All Japan. And he, like, he had a, a triple crown title. And I think he defended it against Kojima. And I think Kojima may have beat him for it. So, like, you know, he he was kind of a big deal in the 80s. But, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I have to beat this dead horse with wrestling companies. But when you bring in a legend like, like fucking Kojima, all right... Isn't his role to, like, put over some young guy? Isn't that the whole fucking point to putting, like, why is he there? Like, no, we're just going to relive the old bullshit that happened fucking 40 years ago. I mean, what is this? I, I hate Impact. I hate it. And I know there's people that like it and stuff, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it is god-awful, and this is one of the reasons why, is that you, you have Kojima... And this is what you're going to do with him? Like, so you're just going to have some, like, Legends match from fucking 40 years ago? God damn it! Look, I was disappointed because I see those three men, that three men faction in the ring, and I look at it and I'm like, oh, fight Rhino. That'd be rad. I'd like that. Now, I know Rhino is a little over the hill in terms of age and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Kojima is too, let's face it. But... but I've always liked Rhino. Uh, I, I always thought he was a, a pretty fucking badass motherfucker. And I always, you know, and he'd be the kind of guy that uh, if they had the Never never Open title like uh, 20 years ago, uh, I could have easily have imagined him uh, sure. wrestling in Japan for sure. it. So I've always liked Rhino uh, and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's good to see him. And, I'll, and out of the three men in the ring, he was the one I wanted Kojima to step up to the most. I don't even know Joe Doring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never heard of the fucking guy before in my life. And I'm just like, well, if it's not Rhino, at least fight. Yep. The goofball too, you know. I like him. So... Yeah. It's the guy I don't even know, which yeah. apparently has history everywhere else. Like, why are you rehashing other companies' history? Make your own history. Like, get right. the fuck out of here. Right. I mean, <coughs> who's like some up and coming guy at Impact? I don't know, but let's let's bring him out. Let him if he, you know if he doesn't need to beat Kojima, but he can get put over in a loss, and like that helps your your company but i don't is joe dorian gonna have a long time you know a relationship with impact or is this a fucking one-off i guarantee it's a one-off and if it's not then you know it's just it's just stupid um i i will tell you a, one funny thing about rhino so i've seen him many times on the indies he's from uh, michigan which is like you know one state above me and he I've seen uh, him a couple times too yeah it, yeah well something interesting about rhino is that if he is not making the rhino face and his hair's not wet just looks like some dude. Like, 
just looks like some dude. And then as soon as he makes the rhino face, you're like, oh my god, it's fucking rhino! Like, you, <laughs> for real. I've seen him, like, at the, the first time I saw him was that he was sitting by himself at some merch table, like, 14 people in the crowd. And I'm like, who the hell's that? You know? And <laughs> then he came out from the curtain. I was like, oh my god, it's rhino! I had no idea who he was. It was, it's pretty interesting. It's funny, like, in the mid noughties uh, there was this show in me. It wasn't like Ring of Honor or Impact or any major company. It was just like, I don't know, some Aussie promoter got a whole bunch of wrestlers down. Most of them were from TNA at the time. So we had this match we were watching. It was Samoa Joe versus Rhino. Ooh. And me and my mate, we're just thinking, Samoa Joe's going to fucking kill this guy because at that time, Samoa Joe was having his unbeaten kind of storyline in uh, TNA, right? Mm -hmm. Much to me and my, my mate's fucking surprise, Rhino won the match. And we're <laughs> like, oh, okay. We didn't expect that. I mean, it was, it, it was pretty cool. And like he, they wrestled in the crowd and like the pat Rhino on the back and my life is complete. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I do we love spoke that. Too. I love the like the encouraging pat on the back from the fan. That's always pretty funny. I see that you see that a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've spoken way too much on that impact yeah, segment, and the true. annoying thing is, I'm definitely gonna tune into the impact thing on New Japan World because you know it's my boy Bread, and if he's not on the New Japan shows, kind of got to see what he's up to. So yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll watch it and talk about it. I mean, there's nothing else. I mean, I mean you know, so... What's ELP there for? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's I, fucking... Yeah. It's... Okay, so wrestling's got a big problem right now. And you would think that this is not a problem. You would think that, that, like, oh, there's all these new companies and, and some of the older companies are, like, you know, becoming better and, like, and, and expanding. But there's nowhere to wrestle. So, like... I, there's all these people that are signed at all these companies, and there's nowhere to fucking wrestle. So, you know, I, I mean, there is a, there's a promotion that's in kind of you know the Chicago area that they book these super shows, and they only they like their their lower card is like unsigned guys, but most of the mm. fucking show is signed people, and it's like. Don't support that, you asshole fans. Stop it, you know? Because there's there's nowhere to fucking wrestle. And there's way too many wrestlers. And so, like, the boom of the 2015-2016 indie scene is kind of like all these guys that are signed now. But they can't be on TV because there's too many people. It's all, like, backlogged and everything. So... All these guys traveling to other promotions and stuff, I guess it's fine because now they have a place to go. But they're taking spots from other people. Ah! I guess the only thing they have to look forward to at the moment is being a jobber on uh, AEW Dark or yeah. something. And, yeah, see, I loved the, the pay-per-view. I thought it was great fun. I like Dynamite each week, but Elevation, Dark, all this shit, nah. Because much, I don't want to watch fucking... Two hours of jobber matches. I don't want to... No, I'm not doing that. I mean, there's... You know, it, I, I haven't watched any of that stuff at all in a long time. I used to watch Dark every week when it first came out. Because there would be people in there that I know, you know? And, and, and that still happens to this day. It's just... I, They're losing. <laughs> I can't do it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Now, I understand Ren Rita and Rocky Romero was on a Dark episode... Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. ...over the last week. So, uh, good for them. I... I as I said, I don't I don't watch that show. 
Rocky, and, uh, Rocky. Of those men. I missed the bread, so no offense to them. <laughs> well, Rocky high-fived uh, Trent and uh, for a moment, and they hugged, which was nice. I'm sure they'll have a match that's already been taped at, you know, at some point, and then they'll never you know, be together again, or maybe they'll make a run. Who knows? But uh, that's cool. It's just kind of weird because it's like, man, if those two are going to get back together, it sure needs to be in Japan, right? But no, it's that's awesome. Yeah. Look, I know you're not going to watch the, the pay-per-view or anything like that, no. but watch the buy-in. Skip to, the, like, the last 15, 20 minutes. Watch Deeb versus Riho. It's... Uh... It's pretty fucking awesome. Let's stop stalling. Yes, yes. We got some. We got three really weird shows to cover, and they're kind of weird. Look, we're on the road to nowhere because there is no Wrestle Grand Slam. The so road that, to nowhere. That's like a. Yeah. That's a great Ozzy Osbourne we're song. The, um, well, you were thinking Ozzy Osbourne. I was thinking the Talking Heads. But oh, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's do that. The first show, and then we'll do the New Japan Strong review. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. All right, so this is uh, Road to Wrestle Grand Slam. This is the first show that happened last week. Woo. Uh, I don't have, I don't write the dates down, so tough. It's, Five, this, you, it was, you'll, you'll know what we're covering. It was on May 24th. May 24th. There we go. We're, we're at Corican Hall for all three shows. And the New Japan Pro Wrestling referees, they're all wearing masks. Yeah. Now, on our last Never episode... Rather than look up the next live show, I must have looked up the next house show, which showed Yoda Suji versus Yoshihashi. And I was like, oh, well, that's going to be a hot match. And I was fucking wrong. That match did happen, but it wasn't televised. That's funny. The televised match that we get instead is something out of my worst nightmares. It's Yoda Suji versus Yujiro Takahashi. Now, why is it out of my worst nightmares? Luke, don't you like Yoda Suji? Yeah, I do. But he's going to lose to Yujiro. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I expected this to be Yoda versus Yoshihashi, and I was wrong. That, that was just me being stoned and stupid on the Never Show. I looked up a house show rather than the main show that was televised, and instead of the Yoshihashi match, I get Yoda versus Yujiro. Oh, oh joy. And this is because, like, I just can't stand seeing Yujiro win, like, ever. <laughs> it's It just hurts my soul every time. And I know Yoda Suji's losing. He's better than Yujiro, and he's going to lose. There is just no way around this. Uh, but the crowd did go uh, quite uh, nicely crazy for uh, Yoda Suji, you know, copying Yujiro doing that uh, finger-biting spot. You know that uh, Pimpy always likes doing. I hope he, I hope if, you know, uh, backstage, Mister Andy. I hope your Jiro's like, all right, sanitize your hands and then wash them and shit first. <laughs> Why? Because I'm doing the biting spot. Yeah. Don't scratch your balls before you come out either. I'm sick of you doing that, Yoda oh, Suji. No. Uh, <laughs> Maybe other way around. Yes. I think it's the other way around. I think Suji was like, hey man, I, I know you're the veteran here, but please, let's. I mean, come on, man. What, where have those hands been today? You know. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he, he is. He is a pimpin must be really not easy right now. But uh, <laughs> yes, pimp, pimp juice wins this match. I lose a piece of my soul seeing that happen. And uh, yeah, what do you think? Well, you mentioned that the refs were masked <coughs> up, but also the announcers are masked up. And guess what? It affects the audio zero. And uh, goddamn, mm -hmm. why couldn't they just wear a mask the whole fucking time? I did. You know. I mean, what's the big deal? So anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the only note I have from this match is that Suji loses and he does the bitey thing and the crowd really likes it. That's it. Yep. You know, that's fine. It's, I mean, I, I really enjoyed, um, 
Yeah, I, it was better than I thought it would be, but Suji's next two matches are fucking great. So this one su sucks compared to those two. So, 100% agreed. Uh, next we have uh, Doki and Universe getting Chase Owens. And uh, if I was Texas, I'd be going for Zack Sabre Jr. and Doki. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is really fun stuff. And Doki, man, like, it just it feels like he's starting to get over. Not just, like, over with us. Like, they don't have to try as hard to be over with us, I guess. But uh, with the Japanese crowd, they're really getting behind him and all the crazy bumps and shit that he does so it's awesome to see that he's getting a bit of wind behind him and all this kind of stuff so uh, i really enjoy that and it was nice uh, getting to see him interact with gato and not jado mm -hmm. which was uh, pretty damn good there's uh you know it, it, it's really fun stuff but uh, at the end of the day you, you know who's getting pinned here or tapped out as it were and it's Gato, and he does, to uh, one of Zack Sabre Jr.'s many, many submission holes. Because <laughs> he doesn't really have a, a finisher, does he? Except for the Zack driver. It, it, it's whatever makes them tap. He, that's his finisher. That's true. That's true. I like that. I kind of like that. That's cool. You know, he's yeah. a, he's a, like, Zack Sabre Jr.'s his own wrestler. You know, like, he's, he's different than anybody else. And that's hard to find in the world of pro wrestling especially in a place like japan where a lot of the guys wrestle the same style you know but he wrestles a completely different thing and meshes it all in and we're going to talk about a guy later on that is very similar to him in the way that he can work things in and and kind of make that british style work for him but um this match is a blast it's a lot of fun and you're right the handcuffs are completely off dookie he goes lucha crazy in this match. He's flipping all over the place. And I'm talking like he just does fucking backflips across the ring. <laughs> like that kind of shit, you know. So that's the first time I've ever seen him do that. And um, I have a feeling that we're going to see Lucha Dookie a lot. And that I like it. It's pretty cool. Um, after the yeah. match, the good guys win. And, and uh, we have Tai Chi on commentary. So for some reason, they just start taunting Milano and fucking with Milano. So, you know. <laughs> so this is a weird show in terms of matchups and who's on and who's not. Uh, they, it's just, it just is. So there might be feuds going on and all that kind of stuff, but we're getting kind of fresh matchups and things, which is kind of nice. Uh, they, they're just kind of weird. These feel like, look, damage control. We've got to put some shows on. Uh, we've got to make some fans happy. And I think uh, quite a few of the wrestlers felt that as well because uh, Gato Chase, uh, Doki, and Zack Sabre Jr. put on a super fun fucking match, which is great. Now we've got Honma and Tenzan versus the Gorillas of Destiny. And I'm like, uh, oh, great. Uh, Honma versus Tongaloa. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> what the hell, man? Why is this match? But... Uh, you know, especially when Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi said they wanted their title match at the next show. Well, this is it, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, I don't even think I wrote the finish to this match. Um, uh, I think the Gorillas of Destiny win. It's probably an ape shit. Uh, it's uh, not. Uh, it's like, not. Uh, Hanma taps out to Tongaloa. <laughs> taps out to Tongaloa. Yeah, That's even cross worse. Crossface or something like that. Yeah, I remember now. And then uh, Taichi in a mask comes out after the match and... Uh, Stare down, stare down, stare down. That was 
All good. And uh, you, you want to add anything to yeah, Honda yeah. Tenzin? Um, if you guys want to laugh, watch this match because Hanma versus Tongaloa uh, is the worst matchup in New Japan. Maybe in New Japan history. It is... I mean, incredibly bad to the point where it is just comical. It's really funny seeing those two wrestles. So I kind of want to see a single smash between them now just for fun. Remember when I was getting a little warmed up on Tongaloa? Yeah, yeah that time has passed. Yeah, he sucks. And, uh, what happened? Yeah. Look, I want to see the best of everyone. But, man, if you're getting gassed in a fucking... You know, it seems like he gets gassed all the time. Like, look, at, he's got the, he's got a really good physique. Good. Now hit the fucking treadmill. <laughs> Mind you, I can hardly say any of that. Like, I'm a, I'm a tubby 38 year old gentleman who's not fit by any major, but, you know, listen to my health advice. All right, so. Now we've got uh, Wato, Master Wato, and Kota Ibushi versus Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan. And I'm like, oh, poor Wato. <laughs> <laughs> um, straight away, I'm like, guess who wins this one? Oh, okay. Ibushi didn't do too much in this match either. It was mostly a Wato beatdown. So, um, poor Wato. And uh, it was still a fun match and uh, uh, amazing, amazing looking tour of the islands on Wato by Mr. Jeff Cobb. And this is pretty much like the one feud that do on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad they're still going through with it because Abushi versus Cobb is going to be fucking amazing. It's going to happen, uh, I think, uh, next Monday at Dominion. Uh, they're not allowed to have weekend shows, so New Japan's like, fine then, Monday it is. Yeah, that sucks for me, dude. That's like, it's, <laughs> pro it's probably going to be like 2 in the morning for me. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I can't watch that live, but we'll see. I'll check into it. The uh, So, um, there was a couple things this match. One, Red Shoes, uh, the referee, he was wearing a red mask, and he was having a lot of problems with it, which was comical. And uh, Cobb... He takes Ibushi to the outside and just starts jumping on him like a trampoline, um, which was fucking amazing. That's <laughs> like the, the crowd love that. Um, and then uh, the finish, this tremendous finish you're talking about. So we've had Cobb doing the Cobb-Agoye. So he does that. And then he, you know, and he's got, you know, Wado's arms, hits him with the Cobb-Agoye, and then just yanks on his arms, which pops up Wado into the position for the uh, Tour of the Islands. Fucking cool finish. And it just it goes to show you more and more ways that he can do that. And uh, I don't know. It's fun. You don't – you just – I was just watching Cobb wrestle this week, and I was thinking if I was an opponent of Cobb's, I would never run at him. I would never – like you know try to run the ropes i would just make him come to me because that like everyone he's like he's like fucking steve Zagal. like all of his moves happen when someone runs at him you know what i mean <laughs> it's like or they, yeah. they try to jump on him or something it just never works out for whoever it is it's funny rob coming at you spin cycle rob coming at you two of the islands it's over ah oh, yep. shit <laughs> and i do like this uh i don't know if they tease it in this match or in the subsequent tag matches but uh they're, they're definitely teasing more Cobagoyes, which is uh, Dude, good. And I was going to call this tag team uh, Khan on the Cob. So uh, <laughs> that's just me doing it just now. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Khan on the Cob. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there it is. And we have our main event. 
which is all of LIJ versus Yoshihashi, uh, Ishii, Goto, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And this match is lots of fun, as you'd expect. And it it, it kind of does something I, I didn't expect it to. Like, I guess they need matches and reasons for people to tune in and stuff. So they've, they've got to set some things up. And I, I think one of the perfect belts to set up a very short-term feud for is the six-man never titles. So uh, this is the start of that story, which uh, I'm finding very interesting. I know you probably don't care that much, but I, I do at least. But uh, it, it's fine. But you kind of, I kind of knew who was getting pinned. It was either Bushi or Yoshihashi. That's a last of the dragon on Yoshi. But uh, the one thing I want to point out in this match, which is my favorite thing about the whole damn thing, is just Ishii and Naito. Just, yes. These two have resumed hostilities. <laughs> and every time these guys want to fight each other, it's awesome. So I'm all for it. And if they're, if it's, even if it's not leading to a singles match, it's leading to them beating the shit out of each other in a tag, like... I'm all for it. That uh, those two are never as fuck, and uh, yeah, uh, it just warmed me and filled me with so much excitement because we need some things to be excited for. Oh, I mean, it's not all New Japan's fault. It, it is the, the world that we're living in at the moment, and that they're doing a bit of damage control and stuff because a bunch of their wrestlers got COVID and shit too. So this is kind of what we're getting, and I don't mind it. What do you think of this one, Andy? We're grasping at straws here, but, uh, you know, yeah. some of these straws are pretty strong. I, You know, I love what you're talking about there as far as Ishii and Naito. Um, LIJ did a bunch of, like, complicated and fun mind games in this match that were good. Um, great action all around. Um, Naito, in the middle of this match, for absolutely no reason whatsoever, he gives the weakest kick I've ever seen to Red Shoes, and Red Shoes dies. And it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so that was funny. And Yoshihashi got pinned, so that made me really happy. I really love this match. Yeah, I mean, you've got Goto and Sonata in the match, so to me, like, uh, it, yeah, I know. Uh, you always got to pin Yoshi to set up that story, but and for my, my dumb brain was going, oh, so Shingo got the pin on Yoshi. Wait, Shingo's got better things to do to go over the, after those six men. I mean, I know Naito probably does too, but oh, not but right he now. Pinned, he pinned a champion, though. You know, <coughs> I mean, that's a big deal. So, well, well, the dragon pinned the champion. I know. And I know. The dragon's not going to be in that fucking tag team match. So <laughs> fucking what? So it probably should have been Bushi, Sonata, or Naito. But it doesn't matter. We're keeping the dragon strong for reasons we'll mention uh, a bit later. So that's the end of night one. It was it was a show, but I was so happy to have you after a very short break that it could have all been stank nuggets, and uh, I would have been just, and I was, just happy to sit down and watch a New Japan Pro Wrestling show. So... Yeah, they didn't have to do try too hard to please me. I just the only thing they needed to do to please me, at least for you know last week, was just have shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I do get my withdrawals and stuff from New Japan. All right, so where 
we're not on substances or anything like that. So usually when we say we're going to try to remember to do something, we, we kind of will do it. I remember we teased an email on Neverrealm and we did it. So should we uh, should we hit strong? Uh, this is this will be a, a review of strong from two weeks ago because there was one on the weekend and uh, we and I had real life shit going on last week. So we, we couldn't find the time to record. But no problem. You sent us a voicemail, and it doesn't matter when we do the show, or an email, or a tweety. doesn't matter when we do the show, or play it. And also, uh, if you want to send us more than one, because, you know, it's been a, a bit of time's passed or whatever, we don't mind that either. No. It's not as if we get inundated with the motherfuckers that we can't <laughs> keep up, so. We don't give a shit. <laughs> Send us yeah. two, two emails a week. We don't care. You know, but uh, yeah. yeah, so here is Ian's um, New Japan Strong review for the week. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong review. After a show that focused on the Young Lions and one that was anchored by Moxley v Nagata, this was a return to standard format New Japan Strong shows. Sadly, one thing that didn't change was the formula of a main event that mattered and two supporting matches that didn't. First up, we had Alex Coughlin versus Tom Hardy's character from the movie Bronson. I'm sorry, it turns <laughs> out he's a wrestler called Bateman. My mistake. Bateman isn't bad in the ring, but he can't decide whether he wants to be a hard-hitting bruiser or a zany circus freak. And unlike, say, the Butcher and the Blade, he's not good enough to do both at the same time. <laughs> Alex Coughlin, however, is really good and getting better. Shibata is doing a great job with these trainees, and I cannot wait for Coughlin to show the world what he can do. Following this, Coughlin? we had a tag match Coughlin? between Team Filthy's Danny Limelight and J.R. Kratos, and the team of Carl Fredericks and Brody King. It was a perfectly fine tag match, but all I could think of was how much better this would have been as just a singles match between Fredericks and Limelight. The ring lit up when they faced each other. Unfortunately, for the other three quarters of the match, we had to see either J.R. Kratos, who's fine at what he does but doesn't do much, and Brody King. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out what people see in Brody King. So this remained a decent tag let down by what it could have been. As our main event, we had Hikaleo versus Fred Rosser. On paper, this didn't sound like much. Darren Young facing the least talented of Haku's kids. However, both guys brought the fight to this one, and it ended up being an intense, physical, no-disqualification match. These two fought all over the building and out into the back of a U-Haul van. Huge credit to Fred Rosser for leading this one and keeping the pace up throughout. Hikaleo still hasn't quite figured out how to work a big man's style, and his offense can look a little soft. But Rosser sold for him like death, and the result was very good indeed. And just to prove that this really is New Japan, they even had a table spot where the table remained resolutely unbroken. Overall, this was a good show, but once again, the only part that felt important was the main event. Thanks, guys. And one more thing, Andy. If you liked the tick, you might be interested in the animated series Invincible on Amazon Prime. It's not quite as silly as The Tick, but it has similar irreverence to superheroes and some amazing voices on the show. J.K. Simmons, Sandra Oh, and Stephen Yuen all play major characters and there's a host Ooh. of guest stars. 
It's all based on a comic by Robert Kirkman, who's the creator of The Walking Dead, and I'd consider Invincible to be the better work. Alright, I've rambled long enough. Thanks, guys, and keep it strong. Keep it strong, indeed. So, um, a couple things about all that. First of all, I have seen Invincible. Um, it's fantastic. In fact, I watched it first, and then I watched The Tick on Amazon Prime because I had, like, a free month or whatever, so I'm trying to cram in as much as I can. And I know I need to watch The Expanse, okay? I know. Nobody tell me that. I just can't. It's so complicated that I can't get through the first season. I've tried, like, three times. But, um... Uh, Invincible is like R-rated though. You know, like the tick is more like a PG, PG-13 type of deal and Invincible is like R-rated and the first episode has an ending that will make you shit your pants and Invincible, you just have to watch the rest of it. It's fucking great. Really good recommend. Uh, Brody King, excellent wrestler. I don't think that he's being done any favors by the style of New Japan. I don't, you know, I, New Japan Strong, I should say, because I don't like the <coughs> style of New Japan Strong. And Like, when I watch shit on there, I'm just like, okay, these guys are not doing what you would see them do normally, you know? And I, I don't know. Now, Tyler Bateman is a guy that I've seen on the indies before, and I... You know, honestly, everyone, he came in um, to a big tournament here in town or near me that was like a big deal, and I was not impressed. I don't know. I just I just wasn't impressed with him. His look is great. Eh, that's about as far as it goes with me. And I have a bone to pick with Ian because he, he tells it like it is. You know, he says his opinions, which I appreciate, but he is being way too kind to J.R. Kratos. Okay, let's, let's not. Oh, my God. Way too kind. Come on. <laughs> He doesn't do anything. Come on. So. PlayStation hasn't sued this guy yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> this guy. Uh, look, he sucks. And. <laughs> yeah. Just. I. I. Yeah. No, he's not good. As for Invincible, I haven't seen the show. Um, I did read a bulk of the comic oh, nice. when it was. As it was being written. So. Um, I don't know to which ghastly, brutally surprising thing you're talking about. I can think of a few things, but if we're talking early on in the comic book, uh, I think I know what it means. I'm not going to say it because Please there's don't. probably people who who uh, haven't seen the show yet. Uh, it's on my radar. Uh, I like uh, UN, uh, Sandra O oh and uh, J.K. Simmons. It's very so, good. It's very good. You'll like it a lot. Yeah. I'll definitely... I'll definitely be checking that out. And I've got to check out some tick, man. Like, which one do I start with? The old cartoon, the old live action, or this new one? Like, where do I... I would say just start with the new one, just because it's it's fresh in my mind. But, I mean, this is, again, as we talked about on, on uh, Never Realm, this is an iteration where, or a, a comic thing where every iteration is fucking sweet. So it doesn't matter. You know, even the even the goofy no. one season that they did on like it was like an ABC show or Fox or something like that. That shit is awesome. It's really funny and and like I don't know Batman. Well, that's all I got to say. Batman. Well, a part of me thinks like when a lot of this stuff with the Tick came out, maybe it was just like uh, no superhero. It was just like way too early for its time. Like it's, it, it, it seemed like yes. this era would be more. It'd be more successful than say previous ones. I but agree. I've always heard yeah, like the, I've always heard the ticks always had like 
you know, a lot of good buzz about it, but it's, I've never it's really... It's funny. It's just a funny show. Yeah. You know, an example of one of, the, one of the things that's funny is that, like, um, you know, the Tick himself... He doesn't. He's just. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know anything about himself except that he's he's the tick. And so, like, that's hilarious. And he is. He speaks in, like a superhero would. And so he doesn't walk down the street. He says, "Let's let's find our destiny together as we travel down the path of life." And that's just how he talks. But he's a fucking idiot, which is awesome. So it's like he has no brain, but he's invincible too. So I mean, he's he's pretty great. He's a great character. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there there was another strong episode, and I, I do believe it was the title match between Mister Dickinson and uh, the Filthy Dude, and Filthy Dude retained. So uh, there is that, you know. So, I found uh, I found it shocking awesome. that Chris Dickinson didn't get in a fight in the middle of the match and walk out of the show. I you know I was shocked that that didn't happen because I've never seen that before. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do it. We got night two of uh, the Road to Nowhere Wrestle Grand Slam. <laughs> We're at Corican again, of course, and we have Yoda Suji versus Chase Owens. Uh, this match is really good. It's a really, really good match. Now, do you know that Yoda Suji is getting pinned by Chase Owens? Yeah, you do. And you always know that for the Young Lions matches, but this doesn't hurt my soul that much, uh, as much, or at all, really. I don't, I don't mind this that at all. But like, yeah. Oh, I wish. Ah, oh, man, I wish, like, he probably should have wrestled somebody else, not Nijiro. But yeah, I'm enjoying the single match that Yoda Suji is having, and I'm very happy for him too, because usually when you're getting a whole bunch of singles matches, doesn't that usually doesn't that tend to mean you're on the tail end of I mean, your journey. But we've but seen how, that. Where are you yeah, going to go? We've seen that so many times from him now. And I mean, and even I watched the, the last show I watched with uh, English commentary because I waited like three, three, four days to watch it. And, and Kevin Kelly's like, oh, my God, he says he's ready for a fucking, you know, for his excursion. And he's been saying that on commentary for a year. So, yeah. Also, where's Yoda gonna go? I don't know. I wish that they had the I fucking mean, if they had the the you know relationships with Noah and all Japan, he could go there or DDT or something. But they don't have those relationships anymore. So, nope. Yeah. So, like Ren Reader is back on strong. Like he's not a young lion, but he kind of is. He's in that transitional phase, and that's kind of weird. The only young lion like I can think of that we haven't seen hide nor hair of through this whole COVID thing and all that is um, Shooter Umino. Yeah. So uh, I'm wondering where Shooter is. I hope he's all right. I hope he's learning some uh, some cool shit because I can't wait for that motherfucker to come back. Is his dad allowed to referee his matches? Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, he's a, he's you know, this a, is a conflict, conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Congratulations, Shooter. Your All your matches are going to be refed by Chumpy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, it's a really good match. But, of course, package pile driver and Mr. Owens defeats. So here's Yoda why Suji. I like this match so much is because we see Suji taking, I mean, like, you know, part of 
you know, wrestling, I've said it a million times, is you watch the guy without the ball. You watch the guy who's on defense. And that's what I like to watch when I'm watching the uh, the um, Young Lions because that's kind of the most important part of the match is how they're selling and how they're taking moves and stuff. And uh, we get to see Suji taking all kinds of different moves we've never seen him take before. And that was highly entertaining. Um, you know, and I, I just thought this was like the classic fresh matchup. You know, I've never seen this one before. Really good. Liked it. Yep. Absolutely, oh man! But the the banger doesn't happen till night three, though. Yeah. In in that in that regard, but oh, it's yeah. If if you don't believe you can see a young lion in a dream match, you you're, you're wrong. Because uh, yeah, we get we get that on night three. So yeah, <clears throat> let's go straight into the next match. We've got Doki and Zack Saber Junior versus Ishimori and Yajiro. Dude, this just to me means. Oh my god, we're going to see some Ishimori and Doki, yeah. and it was awesome to see him tear it up at the start. <sighs> I loved their portions, plus I also liked seeing the, look, I like Doki versus Ishimori in this match, and I like Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ishimori in this match. <laughs> yeah. Did I leave a name out? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, then, then Zack Sabre Jr. goes even further to make me happy by making Yujiro tap the fuck out. Hells you! Uh, so this match was like made for me or something. It's like they're like, hey, that Andy, that Mr. Guy, he's watching. So let's let's do the lucha spot like three times at the beginning. And then for no reason in the middle of the match, let's do it again. And that's what Dookie and, Sh and fucking Shredder are doing the Lucha Pass spot and shit. And I'm like, oh my God, I love this. You know, and then they did it in the middle of the match again for no reason. I was so happy. Um, this is fun. And I like to see Yujiro lose. So that's good. Yeah. Made me very happy too. And... <laughs> I won't talk too much about the next match because it's, yeah, oh it's, it's, it's a match. We've got Wato and the Gorillas of Destiny. I knew Wato was going to eat this, which made this match a little boring. And did it feel like Tongalo was a little too gassed to, to deliver the magic killer at the end? Like, come on, man. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I see, I see Tamatonga. I see a guy who can go for 20, 30 minutes. Like, you just put him in the match, point him at, at, at his opponent. That man can go. He can go. I've seen it. I've seen him in the G1 before. He, this motherfucker can go. Oh, wow. And yet the one that the WWE accepted turns out to be, oh, man. You, some, you can't teach some people, man. Like, I don't know. They just don't want to learn. Or they just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe everyone's getting a little tired of me shitting on the guy, but all they all, all they like it. I don't know, but yeah, he sucked in this match as well, and uh, it was a match, and Wato lost, lost, lost. He did, yeah, that he lost. Yeah, I might my, my notes say God wins. Yeah, and next we've got uh, Ryusuke Taguchi, Yoshihashi, Ishii, and Goto versus all of Lij, and Ishii just wants Naito. That's it. Starts beating the <laughs> shit out of him right away. <clears throat> and both men, they're both wearing their shirts. <laughs> You're not taking your shirt off, Naito? Fuck you, I'm wearing my shirt too. And Naito makes everyone wait for ages. <laughs> Fucking ages. Look, if you like Naito's theme tune, which I do... Uh, Strap in, because you're going to hear almost the whole thing. 
Oh man, Naito will develop new ways of making people just wait for him. And uh, I used to hate it, but I don't know. Over time, yeah. I've, over the course of this podcast, I guess you can hear me early on just go, oh Naito. Now I'm just like, yay. But uh, this is really fun stuff as well, except for one moment. Go Nada, they slow this match way down for me. Way, way down. Probably because it's a matchup I really don't want. And uh, when they when they are in it, I like the match a lot. But uh, it's a made in Japan on Taguchi for the win. This has a fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff. And like you said, it was Naito's music just plays forever, and he doesn't come out. And then he slowly makes his way out. You know, crawls in the ring just as slow as he can, and then starts yelling at the announcer, "Come on, announce me! Let's go! Hurry up!" <laughs> That's just funny. <laughs> um, you know, Taguchi and Shingo tore it up a little bit in this match, which was nice. You know, but uh, it is what it yeah. is, and then it's really all about Naito and Ishii fighting, and they fight, and you know, they fight and fight and fight, 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 fight. The Ishii and Naito <laughs> show. Ding. Um. I'd watch that show. Yeah, I'm watching oh, it. Man. I watch it. I'll be watching it tomorrow at like 5:30 in the morning. So can't wait. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I won't tell you what time I'm watching it because. Yeah, yeah, I already know what time yeah. you're watching it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a super fucking fun main event: uh, Tanahashi and Ibushi versus Khan on the Cobb. And uh, man, Cobb versus Ibushi is gonna be nuts. There's like. This is this really cool shit with Cobb and Ibushi just trying to one up each other, and they have kind of a Kamigoye off, which is which is super fun. But you know, there's a, a Kamigoye and Ibushi pins the Great Okan. Yeah, this match rules, of course. Uh, there's yeah. lots of competition between the two pairs. So like Cobb and Coder crushing it together, and then Tana Tanahashi he he renews his rivalry with Okan, and there's some good shit there. Uh, like you said, yep. there's that that Kamigoyo standoff at the end, and uh, you know, I, I these are some of the four best guys you know in the COVID era. These four guys have been crushing it in the COVID era. So I'm, you know, I'm really high on them, and I can't wait to see what they do. And and yep. one, one thing that no matter no matter what happens, you know, and how you know uh, some stuff sucks right now, uh, you know, New Japan does still know how to make sure. That's you know their their key players are strong and their key players are going to be in good storylines and and the top of the card is looking good in New Japan the the bottom of the card is where you get your problems you know so I mean that's kind of the way it yep. should be so uh, and I've always felt that New Japan's pretty top heavy that's true um, you've got and you know their champion gets injured well you've got like a dozen guys that I could easily see be a realistic champion. Even if New Japan doesn't fully see particular wrestlers the way I do. Like, if they wanted to do Tai Chi, I'm in. Zack Sabre Jr., I'm in. Uh, Naito, of course, Sonata? I'm in. Sonata can go fuck off. <laughs> uh, like, even Cobb could could be a realistic champ. Like, I know he, 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 it's not going to be him because... The other guy is in charge of that faction. But, you know, Shingo is, is a good choice. Okada's a good choice. Ishii, at least in my opinion, is a good choice. Tana, you know, you could go to your safe choices, like people who've had that belt before, or you could go to someone new. There's so many people 
that um, are deserving of a, sh- of a title shot that could realistically carry that belt. So, uh, yeah, uh, interesting stuff. So we've got, I'm just going to go straight into it, man. we got uh, The Road to Nowhere, Night 3. Now, I watched, I didn't watch this live because uh, I'm, you know, busy fucking week last week. So I had to watch this uh, after the night. So I, what, what will usually happen is, There'll be an announcement in Japanese, and then what I'll do is, oh, Chris Sharpen's there translating. Awesome. Well, I couldn't really look up anything because otherwise I'd get spoiled. So I was like, oh, I'll just go back and look at the Akata announcement um, on the Tweety after after the show, and I forgot to do it. So I'm just assuming that what he said was, hey, look, I don't have the COVIDs. Also, uh, I'm still going to be in that title match yeah. at mm-hmm. Dominion. So I'm pretty sure, like, what else would it be? Was that it? Yeah, he says he's going to win. That's what he says. So, you know, I mean, he's just like, yeah, there's a title. Remember that thing? I'm going to go win. I'm going to win it. That's it. So, I mean, that's it. And then Shingo comes out next. Yeah, there is a there is a title in you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then, like, we have the first match, which has Shingo in it. And it's kind of like two ships passing in the night, kind of, you know, so. Yeah. Here it is. Dude, I fucking love this match. It is a banger. And it's Yoda Suji versus Shingo Takagi. Yoda Suji has wanted this match for fucking ages. Mind you, he wants like a few guys in LIJ. He wants a bit of Naito as well. So if uh, if that happens, I'll, I'm all for it as well. This is really cool, hard-hitting shit. Uh, it's funny too because I see a cool, calm, collected Yoda Suji wrestling Chase Owens and uh, Yujiro couple moments in this suji seemed a, a, a little nervous not not mm-hmm. not sloppy or slow or anything like that he's just like holy shit i'm, I'm wrestling a fucking top guy so uh, there, there is a big difference on the card but no oh offense meant for you Jiro. but yeah there is a big difference on the card between chase <laughs> yujiro and and uh, shingo takagi right yes so you've gone straight to the uh, the bottom of the card to wrestling one of the fucking best guys New Japan has to offer right now. And yeah, he did seem a little nervous, but that didn't last long. And it was a pretty freaking awesome match. I liked it. I'd be nervous too if I was wrestling Yoda Suji for the fir- uh, Yoda Suji for uh, Shingo Takagi for the first time in a singles match. Man, there's a lot of eyes on you for that match in particular too. So yeah, I th- thought he acquitted himself really well. It was cool shit. But uh, I don't think I've ever seen Shingo tap out people before, and he did it right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of the disrespect thing that was going on. So this match has a couple stories in it. It rules, uh, first of all, you know. Um, and and my, my kind of headcanon story on this is heavyweights only. You know, <laughs> that's what this match is. No flippy shit. We are doing heavyweight shit, and that's it. And so, like, I mean, the closest thing we got to, like, some high-flying stuff was Suji's, you know, like, little splash he does, you know? So, um, Suji avoided going to the outside. Uh, You know, Shingo's trying to take him to the outside so he can beat the shit out of him out there. And and Suji, like, saves himself by getting in. And Kevin Kelly, on a commentary, points out that they don't train you to fight on the outside at the dojo. So, Shingo is going to fuck him up out there. And he finally gets Suji on the outside, and that's when Shingo takes over. It's, It's... that's good stuff, you know. It's a good story. Um, we also had uh, 
Shingo like toying with Suji, and that makes you know Suji almost wins because he's being underestimated. And then Shingo gets out of the brab with that fucking goofy leg escape thing. <laughs> it's just so funny. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, pumping the, bom- the one Abel does. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, pumping bomber, but uh, Shingo doesn't cover him. You know, he wins with that strange, like, front side mount headlock thing. And it sh- he tries to give respect after the match. And, you know, Suji kind of refuses to, he thinks he's offering for help. And he's like, nah, I don't need help. I'm a baby face. You know, so I, I this was fucking great stuff. It helps everybody involved. You know, it makes Shingo look like a badass. It makes uh, Suji look like fucking, you know, a star. And here we are. So good stuff. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, man, I got so excited when I saw that this was on the cards. And I was like, yep, yep, this is going to be great stuff. And it did not disappoint. And then we go into the next match. We've got Hiroshi Tenzan, the uh, Master Wato, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shredder, Yajiro, and Chase Owens. More Shredder Wato stuff is always a good thing. And uh, in this match, everyone does illegal chops on Shredder, (laughs) which is funny. So uh, everyone gets a turn doing uh, Mongolian chops on uh, Ishimori. Which, yeah. Look at Tanner in this match too, by the way. It did it, it look like he was having so much fucking fun. Yeah, he spent half the match standing on the first rope waiting for a tag. So <laughs> he was having a good oh, yeah. time. And then he got knocked off. And he's like, oh, damn you. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll am gonna, i be back up there. I, I will get you. <laughs> Yujiro could barely get him up for that angle slam thing he does, though. But, oh, man, rough. that guy sucks. Yeah, he's <coughs> good. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Tanner does the uh, pimpy's uh, finger bite thing yeah. and puts uh, Yujiro in the JTO whilst uh, Master Wato and uh, Tenzan put the other two members of Bullet Club in Anaconda Vices. So, uh <laughs> I thought that was a lot of fun. It's definitely a house showy ending, though, isn't it? Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I mean, the bad guys are in submission holds, right. and the Yujiro taps out to the JTO, yeah. And the ref just ignores the fact that there's other guys in the ring, you know? Um, yeah. Man, one of these days I'm going to go on a tirade about why a, why a pin is broken up. Just think about it. Everybody out there, think about it. When a pin is broken up, why is it broken up? Is it broken up because the guy's removing the person that's pinning? Or is it because he touched him? Because if he touched him, then why are double pins a thing? And if it's because he's in the ring, why did this happen? So there is no answer. It's one for the sages to ponder. And uh, I tell you what, one thing that I loved about this match is it started with the old school Bullet Club theme. And I love the old school Bullet Club theme. The, the it's so simple and yeah. just shitty. I love it. Uh, Tenzon and Wado are doing tandem tag moves in this match, and they're pretty cool. And then Kevin Kelly's like, I'm racist, and he's, he keeps making fun of Ref Chumpy for being a bad driver. That is racist, Kevin Kelly. You can't say that about an Asian person, okay? So <laughs> that was not good. He did it like three times over the night. He's like, He just kept saying that Chumpy's a bad driver, which I'm sure he is, but I, well... Now I'm racist. Maybe but. he legit is, and <laughs> yeah, uh, so. he's he's actually telling you guys, look, dudes, I've been in the car with this motherfucker. Like, he's terrible. <laughs> well, it also made me realize that they're probably not all traveling in the bus together now. So that means that they're relying on Chumpy to drive him around, and it's not going so well. So uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining. You know, I mean, I like to see Ujiro lose. He's losing a lot lately, and I like that. 
It's fun. Yeah, I, I love it. It's funny you mentioned um, tag team logic because I'm watching Double or Nothing with Charity. And, like, look, I'll take a lot of things in wrestling for granted. I've been watching since I was, like, 14, 15. So I've seen, I've just seen a lot of wrestling, and I just accept a lot of wrestling tropes. Like, it, it just is. You know, I, I just kind of suspend my disbelief. I know what I'm in for, and I, I just go along with it. But Charity didn't get into wrestling until uh, she met me. So, you know, and showing her Lucha Underground and New Japan and stuff like that. So she doesn't have all those years of just kind of getting used to all this stuff. So she's she'll not, come she's out with these. numb to it yet. <laughs> yeah, right. So we're watching... <clears throat> I won't, I won't spoil the winner or anything like that, but we're watching uh, Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks, right, for the tag titles. And she's she's given me, like, legit things. Like, wait, if he's in the ring to help Moxley, why are both Young Bucks in the ring beating Moxley up? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but... One side is the face team, the other side is the heel team. The heel team will do heel shit to, like, you know, make that tag hot and all that, that kind of stuff. And Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, the rep should just be like, oi, young buck, get the fuck out. And I'm like, yeah, probably, but, you know, that's not as fun. Just just think of it this way. The, rest, the umpire, uh, referee's just like, eh, I'll, give it, I'll allow it. I'll give him some leeway. Oh, well, and, so, and uh, you can tell Charity, too, that they have a lot of history with that ref. Rick Knox has been, like, I mean, they feuded with him at PWG. So, like, like they would just super kick him for no reason, and he would get revenge and stuff. So they, they have <coughs> years of history with that guy. So who knows if they're not working some storyline in there or something. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh you know, it's always fun when when something like that pops up in wrestling. Something that I just take for granted because it's just 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 how wrestling is and how it's always been. And then you get some newbie who, you know, doesn't have all that experience watching wrestling and they'll see something and be like, all right, look, I know it's scripted, but that's stupid. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, and, and most of the time they're right, by the way. So, like, yeah. most of the time when they make yeah, a they point are. like that, you're like, you know what? You're fucking right. That is stupid. So... <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah. And I think it was also that time where I'm watching Wrestling With Charity and it's just like, when they do flips to the outside on people... Like, the guy's always there to catch them. I mean, because the guy, if the guy's not there with his arms up to catch them, that guy's going to die. So, well, you know. And if that person that's diving on Unless you, it's the Miz. Right. He's awful well, at catching people. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's also this cult, cultural thing in wrestling that if you don't catch guys, I mean, you might catch They're an ass whooping. You. Right. Yeah. You might catch an ass whooping after the show. Um, so, like, that's, that's not good, man. You don't catch dudes. That's bad news. So. Yeah, and hey, you might need to be. In, you might have to do a spot in a few matches time where you got to jump on some people. That's right. Oh, oops, dropped. Yep. So uh, yeah, play nice. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it, it, there's always little things in wrestling. That I think wrestling fans just accept because we're fans of it, and it's just they're just tropes, man. It's just it's just how it is. But all right, let's go into the next match. We've got Doki and Zack Sabre Jr. versus. The Gorillas of Destiny. And you know what I've noticed? Zack Sabre Jr. has been a fucking godsend these three shows because he has been... Look, I've seen technician specialists 
badass Zack Sabre Jr. I've seen that and I love it. And I will probably see it again and love it. What I'm seeing here is Zack Sabre Jr. It, it looks, I mean, he's probably always having fun because it always seems like he enjoys what he does. But you know how I said Tanahashi's have obviously having a good time and all that? Well, Zack Sabre Jr. is too, and it shows. Absolutely. Uh, he's really f- super feisty as well. I didn't think I'd quite like that, but I do, especially when he's picking up Doki, and he's like, all right, man, run that rope and do that thing. All right. And then, so Doki runs the But I, I just really like that we're seeing a different side of Zack Sabre Jr., and he seems to be rolling with it and having a great time as well. Hey, by the so, way... One quick thing about that spot you just mentioned is that Zack Sabre Jr. is like, oh, yeah, yeah, do your thing, do your thing. And, and and Doki looks over and fucking guess who isn't there for a spot? Fucking Tongaloa. And he has to look back at Zack Sabre Jr. and stall for a second, and then he runs to the ropes because Tongaloa is finally in, in position. <sighs> this is shit young lions don't even fuck up. Like- <laughs> well, he was never a young lion, so... <laughs> It's it, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care if you spent years in the WWE, man. Get your ass into the young. Like, there is no on, one man. else in New Japan who is a tag team guy only and doesn't have singles matches. There's nobody else in New Japan like that, you know. So I mean, he's getting special treatment clearly, and it's it sucks. You know who it must suck for the most? Tomatonga. Yeah. Because there's a guy who can go, and there's a guy I would be interested in seeing in do singles, have a singles run. I mean... Like, I'm not saying I need to see Tamatonga win, like, the World Heavyweight Championship or anything like that, but you, you could have him go for other singles titles and stuff. I think it'd be great. I mean, how mad does he have I, to be over years of being, like, an original Bullet Club member, and he's never been the leader? And, like, every time there's been some breakup or something, it's it's kind of not ever benefited him, you know? And, and the one time that they did do it, then it all kind of came crashing down because of COVID and stuff. So, like, it, you know, he, he could be the leader of Bullet Club. And, I mean, I don't necessarily want that because I want Jay to be the, you know, leader of Bullet Club. But I think Tomatonga could be a pretty good one, too. Yeah, I do. I absolutely agree. And I I think he's got a – I think he's got a, a, a good singles run in him. And I that. But I feel like there are two people holding him back, and they're his brothers. So <laughs> – <laughs> And maybe his dad too. Who knows? <laughs> so. Yeah. Look, look after Tongaloa. Where? Oh, yeah. All right, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna tell um, far too. No, I. No. That motherfucker would be. Wow. I remember watching matches with uh, him. He was Ming. I can't remember. And the Barbarian. Haku, yeah. Is that, is that the tag team from WCW? Yeah, yeah. Faces of Fear, I think is what it was, yeah. Yeah. And every time I saw them in the ring, I, I always thought that they could fucking kill somebody. Oh, yeah. So, well, I mean, everyone and, says... And I didn't even know shit about wrestling. Just being some fresh-faced guy just starting watching WCW. And I was like, man, these motherfuckers, <laughs> if, if someone didn't, like... If someone, or you'd have to think like you'd be on your best behavior wrestling those two because if you fucked right. up or you didn't yeah. do something right, they'd just smash your ass. Like well, there was whoa. a story, the story about when DX invaded the WCW or whatever. They all had an agreement that if like Haku came out, they were just gonna run. So like, they like, no one wants to fight Haku. He's a fucking shooter, you know. Why do I call him Fatu? I don't know because you're racist. It's Haku. Yeah, I am racist. Fatu. 
I do apologize for that. I got my nose mixed up. I, um, yeah, I meant Haku. Please, Haku, don't beat me up. And <laughs> You're going to you die. Have, now you have a legitimate reason to do that. And uh, I, fuck, I do apologize. I feel really. All right, who won this now. match? Sorry. Who won this match? Anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, Tongalo Osaka. Doki rules. Though it only took a power bomb to take out Doki. Uh, there's no ape shit. Uh, maybe Tongaloa did not have any energy to do the ape shit. So there it is. Uh, we, of course, you know, Doki's getting pinned. He's the junior in a heavies match. But that's okay. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, but, don't, uh, yeah. Don't, don't watch this match. Because not only does this have, you know, uh, one of our favorite guys getting powerbombed over and over again by Tongaloa, he, mm-hmm. you know, but you also have Tongaloa trying to do some character stuff that is just awful. He's like... He's like talking to Dookie like Dookie is Tai Chi, but he doesn't. But then he explains that it, it you know, he's like, you're Tai Chi because Tai Chi's not here because but you are. So like, this is what would happen to Tai Chi if he were here because you are him, you see. And it's like, fuck, dude. Even Kevin Kelly is like, what's he talking about? Oh, oh, oh he's making. Oh, I see. You know, and it's like, Jesus, fuck. So, um, I yeah, don't watch this. Yeah. In fact, uh, just go straight on to the next match, which is uh, Okan on the cob versus Ibushi and Hodma. This is interesting. <laughs> this is very interesting. I have some great observations about this. My head exploded at the end of this match. Well, my first note is, well, Hodma's going on a tour. Uh, <laughs> Tanahashi's on commentary, by the way. Uh, I like that when uh, <laughs> one part made me laugh. You know how Okan's got that spot where he'll put a guy in the corner and then, like, grab his arms, sure. bend him back, and, like, sit on him? He kind of slips <laughs> trying to get that done, <laughs> but that's okay. Like, you know, everyone has to sleep every once in a while. This is fun stuff, but everyone's just taking it nice and easy in this match. <laughs> but there's a Kobagoye on Ibushi, and then you've got a tour of the islands I think it's an assisted one, too, because Khan throws him into Jeff Cobb and boom. So, go on. What do you think of this one? Okay, so match overall is fine. The finish. It's all about the finish, right? So, um, a long time ago, we had this this storyline between Great Okan and Tenzon. Remember that? And, like, Okan stole Tenzon's move, and then he hit Tenzon with his own move and fucked Tenzon up. And here we have... We have Cobb, and he is stealing Abushi's move, and then he hits Abushi with his own move, and he sells it like death. This is the same exact storyline. Same storyline. Now, okay, so because of that, is this just lazy? Or. Except is- Jeff Cobb's not. Uh, I don't think Jeff Cobb's going to have the stipulation of, if I win, you can't use that move. We don't know. We don't know what the stipulation is. But here, it's the same story so far. And my point is, is, is this lazy or is this just what Empire does? You know, we these are two guys from Empire that are doing the same thing. So is this just what they do? You know? I actually don't mind this story for these two men. Because I like it's it. Given- it's, it's this element of one-upsmanship. Like, anything you can do, Bougie, I better at it because i'm bigger and i'm stronger and i'm I'm, and all this kind of stuff so yeah it uh it's not until you pointed it out to me just now though that it's the exact same but 
it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only difference so far is Ibushi didn't get carted out, although he nearly did. You know what I mean? He was yeah. like, he was dead after that Kabagoye. He just laid there and sold like only a Bushi can where he's like bent backwards, you know, and his body just goes stiff. That shit was hilarious. I'm interested. It, it makes me very interested to see what's going to happen next here. So, 100%. All right. So, we got a really weird main event. And I say it's because it's Sonata and Naito versus Goto and Yoshihashi. Is this the match where Naito even takes his shirt off? He does, like, yes, whoa. yes. Whoa. And it's weird because, like, look, where's Ishii? Huh? You'd think a main event like this, uh, Goto or Yoshi would be swapped out for Ishii. Mm-hmm. Like, it, because Ishii and Naito are having some beef, but doesn't matter. It's still a weird main event. But Naito gets his shirt off, which surprises me. But uh, I found this match a little hard to get into, and I think you can guess why. But it does get quite good near the end. Like, I always knew Yoshi was her shot. She was getting pinned. But you know what kind of pin he uses? He uses that trolling pin that he used to use on Honma all the time. Remember the when he was trolling Honma and he, and he held him down for 20 counts and shit? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's the pin he uses. So I, I, he doesn't do the 20 count or anything, though. But uh, he does that. He, he pins Yoshihashi, and Bushi comes out, and there we go. Bushi must be a very happy man because, uh, as uh, I've mentioned before, he never lost the six-man never titles. It's true. He never lost them. Uh, he had to give them up because Evil defected to Bullet Club, and uh, he lost because of Yano punching him in the dick. <laughs> uh, he never got those titles back so he's he's probably still got i want that feud by the way i know it's a heavy versus a junior but there's some beef there between yano and bushi and i reckon they could have a lot of fun together it's unresolved so, uh, stuff there for sure <clears throat> yeah so do that uh but you know it's naito bushi and sonata they're going to challenge for the six-man titles i don't think uh ishii and naito really give a shit about the titles nope. they just want to beat each other up and I don't care if if that's the story they want to go with. We don't care about the titles. We just want to hurt each other. Do it. I love it. I'm going to watch the shit out of that. And, yeah, it, 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 it's maybe a bit of a damage control stopgap that we're kind of getting this match. But why not? Uh, this trio of chaos have pretty much wrestled all the other factions at least once, I think, except maybe Suzuki Goon. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I want to see the match. Uh, especially when it's Naito Ishii in the ring. Uh, so, yeah, uh, p- pretty solid stuff. Weird shows, like weird matchups, but there was an element of fun to it, of relief as well, at least for me, that, hey, we're getting shows. Like, I, I know the shows were weird and we've had complaints about them and stuff, but to be honest, I was just happy to fucking have shows again and they could have just had... Taguchi taking a dump in the ring on Yujiro and I would have been happy with it. <laughs> I like the main event um, because uh, Naito was just killing Yoshihashi. He was in yeah. main event uh, style, like doing those elbows in the corner. God damn, he fucked him up. That was great. But uh, yeah, you know, interesting week of uh, wrestling. Not, you know, nothing super notable, but that's okay. You know, right now. 
you know, whenever, like, at work, whenever somebody says, hey, how was your holiday? Whatever the holiday was, I'd always, I'm always like, well, nobody died. So, you know, we made it through. And uh, to me, that's kind of, you know, that's what we got this week is, uh, you know, nobody died. We made it through. Good thing, you know. So, uh, that's oh, good. Yeah. But, Luke, we got some fucking really good recommends this week. Um I I want to talk about yours a lot, uh, and I want to talk about mine a lot too. We got a lot of cool shit here. Uh, what was your recommend from last time? I guess last like a month ago or whatever. Whenever we All right. had our proper. So show. just one thing, a couple things before uh, we get started to the recommends. I'm going to just jump into a little bit of news. So oh, uh, yeah, I yeah, mentioned okay. it Sorry. before uh, t- tonight or tomorrow morning uh, or on demand depending on when you hear this uh this road to dominion night one is free you don't have new japan world at the moment watch this for free yeah so do that you're going to get a title match out of it and you're going to get some pretty cool preview shit too because uh there'll be a a, it's a chaos team and a uh, lij team they're going to fight it out you know it's the six man guys plus Okada and Shingo. There's, there's some cool shit here. Uh, so I'd recommend checking it out if you don't have New Japan well. So it's June 2nd for everybody. <clears throat> it's, it's very taggy as well. And Suzuki's back, which is also really nice. He's tagging with Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, by the way, which is super fucking awesome. But the reason to watch this show everyone which is a bit of news is on june 2nd we have yoshihashi ishii and goto with their fifth defense of the six man never titles against bushi sanada and naito there is another televised show on friday but the card is not available so i can't really give anyone any information about that information will probably come out in about fucking 25 minutes before we get to our recommends, there are three matches announced for Dominion, which is on next Monday, which is uh, the 7th of June. The three matches being Yo versus El Desperado for the junior title. That match is finally happening, and I'm looking forward to that a lot. We also have Kota Ibushi versus Jeff Cobb. Yes, please hook that up to my veins. And I perfect sense. You don't have to rejiggle that much in New Japan. It's for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. We have Kazuchika Okada versus Shingo Takagi. Uh, I'm <clears throat> I'm hoping for Shingo, but uh, I think they're going to go the safe route and give it to Okada. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, probably, you know. I did see yeah. uh, the Dominion show is on at 5 a.m., so that's not too bad. So that's that's somewhat reasonable uh, for me. That's my main concern. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So. <laughs> and that's all of the upcoming stuff coming up for New Japan. Usually we don't talk about that much because there's not much news, but there's some title matches coming. I thought I wanted to mention, just mention them because uh, Thank you. we I can. Thank you. All right, so yes, our recommends were both. I thought uh, one was a little confusing to me, and hopefully you can uh, give me some info on that. But uh, 
since you wanted me to introduce it, I guess we're doing my match first. I thought I'd picked what I thought might be a jokey match because it's for the junior tag titles. It's from 2007. You've got Jado and Gato versus Dick Togo and Taka Michinoku. And if you look around the ring, you will see Naito is a young lion. I'm pretty sure I saw Prince uh, Devitt along and, the outside And Ibushi, well. yeah. Ibushi's out there too. Uh, an unmasked Bushi? Yeah, Bushi. he wasn't a young lion. They, okay, so there's this thing that happens in the older matches that they can't do anymore, and they, they just stop doing for some reason. That whenever there's an interesting match up that like someone who's in the hunt for that title might be interested in, they're just ringside watching. You know, we've seen that a million times in, in, in these match recommends. And so, you know, I think that Ibushi is, is in a tag team, you know, at that point with somebody, probably Kenny Omega or something like that. And he's looking, he's, he's ringside Ooh. to watch that too. So they're all, they're all there to watch the show. And Naito's the only one that's an actual young boy. Interesting. Okay. Um, I did not know that. Thank you for educating me on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just want to note, note straight away, Mr. Andy, that Togo has dick butt. I saw that, yes. I have that note here. Yeah. So You I, did make that immature note that I made too, yes. Uh, I can see why we do a podcast together, Mr. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it does have the word dick written on the back of his trunk, so yes. <laughs> Uh, we're mature enough and to your, go. And your oh, chair just farted straight up, too. That is awesome. Oh. Right after you oh, said yeah. dick butt, your, your chair just was like ripped one. <laughs> yeah, my chair. <laughs> <laughs> this match is fucking, turns out to be super cool. It's not what I expected at all. There's pinning combos at the start between, uh, I think it's Togo and Gato. Gato's fully clean shaven and shit, too. I'm not used to seeing his full shenanigans here and there but nothing too uh, crazy or anything like that that you might uh, associate with them today but you know there's some spots where someone's going to the top rope and then the other person on that team gets pushed into the ropes and that guy falls down you know shit like that but what this does turn into and I didn't expect is a bit of a fucking slug fest these these four guys chop the shit out of each other I'm surprised to see Jado pulling out German suplexes and shit too. There's uh, lots of submissions and submission counters. And then uh, by the end, there's a Michinoku driver onto Gato, followed by a frog splash by Dick Togo onto Gato for the one, two, three. And uh, Togo and Michinoku pick up the victory. Uh, I expected fun. Now, I got fun, but it wasn't necessarily the kind of fun I expected, which... You know, I expected silly, fun, cheaty kind of shenanigans and stuff. It wasn't like that at all. It was uh, quite rough stuff, and I liked it. What about you? I was expecting a super high work rate match. This is what we got. Because, I mean, you know, we... I, I haven't watched a ton of this stuff, but I've definitely watched some of it, especially, you know, when these guys show up in WCW and stuff like that. But Michinoku Pro was, you know, that's where Taka Michinoku kind of cut his teeth and, and you know, guys like Dick Togo and Great Sasuke and, and a bunch of guys. So they are like, that is the most flippy of all the flippies. Like, if you want to go watch, 
you know, a Japanese style lucha type stuff, that is Michinoku Pro. I mean, like they like their six man like matches are just fucking insanity. So I was expecting stuff like that. And this got kind of mixed up with that strong style stuff that they do in New Japan, and it was like a very good blend. So you know, also, we, we had Giotto and Gato playing the heel role in this match, too, of course. And uh, you, didn't, you didn't know at first, because they they're clearly both heel teams. But then, you know, we start to get heat on Dick Togo. And we're like, oh, okay, I see Giotto and Gato are the bad guys. Um, and Togo is like the fucking bumping machine. I mean, he is... Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so he does something in this match that just made my head explode. I, I you know... I wanted to like make a video of this and send it to everyone I know because he takes a bump into the exposed turnbuckle that puts every wrestler who's ever laced up boots to shame. I mean, you see guys taking that bump all the time. I mean, like, let's take Yano, for example. He takes that bump all the time. And I mean, he's not going hard into that corner. And my God, Dick Togo takes that bump twice in this match. And I mean, he is running as fast as he can and just bouncing off the corner. It's fucking amazing. Um, they do it. There's a fucking acai moonsault off the second uh, rope into the crowd. You know, this is in a packed house of Kurgan Hall, too. And the crowd's just fucking hot as hell. Oh, man. This is fantastic shit. I love it. It's really great to see Dick Togo in his prime. Talking Michinoku, I miss him so much. Even though he's not exact, you know, in his late New Japan career, he wasn't exactly putting on, you know, his five star classics or whatever, but he was highly entertaining either way. I really love this, and I'm so glad I got the chance to see it. Yeah, great. Uh, it just felt apropos that I'd choose that. Like, some, uh, sometimes I'll be, I'm, I'm on the Never train. That was an annoying piece of machinery just driving past the house. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do. The, I'll be on the Never train, going. All right, here's the history of the Never Belt. This is what we're up to. And every now and again, I'll be like, all right, I need a break, so I'll just click on a different title and I'll scroll down to down. And the mid noughties not a lot of those matches are up on New Japan World for the junior tag title. Sure, so yeah. get on that New Japan because. Uh, there are people who want to see this shit. Uh, you, you know, you're listening to two people complain about it right now. <laughs> if they do listen, of course they do. Everyone does. Now, uh, so yeah, it was just a, a fun little gem that I just stumbled upon, and I was like, oh shit, I have to, I have to, I have to choose this match. So yeah, it's it's great stuff, and it's near my cat's feeding time, which will be 11 a.m. It's quarter two right now so ashley's going to try and get fed early but uh i don't even know if charity's home yet <laughs> he's gonna have to wait but yeah uh, great match uh and uh yeah we actually had two really good matches and what, what was your choice mr andy well, mine, uh, you know, was one of these legendary matches that, you know, I watched years and years ago and I forgot all about and was like, oh, man, I need to check this out. And also, I want to talk about a certain wrestler. Um, so this is for the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. It's it's There's a tournament, and this is a finals. It's Tiger Mask versus the Dynamite Kid. All right, now, this is uh, not Tiger Mask 4 that we know now. I, I think this is Tiger Mask one or two i think it's two actually um but uh i don't know that for sure i didn't research that but this is a modern junior heavyweight match 20 years ahead of its time 
you know, um, it's, it's, it's fucking awesome. It's also completely insane because it's got, like, all this, like, overbooking shit that just makes it really weird at the end, but the wrestling is so good and vicious that it kind of overcomes that for me. I really, really like this. Um... You know, in this match, we see, like, stuff like Dynamite Kid going for the mask every single time he gets a chance. You know, every time Tiger Mask gets a hold on him, he goes for the mask. Tremendous fake out from Tiger Mask as he, like, invents the 619 swing back into the ring thingy, like, maybe, you know? Um, yeah. He, he also maybe inv invents the New Japan dive fake out that's in every match as well in this. It's pretty great. And, and the pace of this match in the middle is one minute holds. 15 cent seconds of like fast action and that goes on for like 10 minutes you know that that particular pattern um the ref i'll let you talk about the ref but the ref is a fucking idiot um and man it's insane the suplexes are crazy and i'm watching this and i knew this already but i hadn't like watched something like this in a while and i was like Man, this Dynamite Kid sure does remind me of somebody. <laughs> I mean, like, holy shit. It is crazy how much he reminds me of Chris Benoit. I mean, it is uncanny. And so, you know, I wanted to, like, I, I can't recommend a Chris Benoit match on this show because that is highly hypocritical. However, there's this guy that wrestles in New Japan called Pegasus. Maybe you'll like him. I don't know. But I'm not going to make this an official recommend. But if you really like this, watch Great Sasuke versus, uh, versus Pegasus. Because it's kind of like a tribute to this match. And they kind of do the same shit. And it's it's unreal. Um, I, I, I want to hear you talk about that here in a second. But let me wrap up my thoughts. You know, there's all kinds of moves. I mean, we got, you know, flying headbutt. But Tiger Mask hits a fucking wicked Saito suplex instead. We get these awesome guardrail bumps. These guys are going so hard. There's... And, and then, like, something happens. So, like... <laughs> like... Dynamite Kid, like, the match gets stopped for some reason, or there's, like, a double count out, and, and there's all this confusion going on, and while that's going on, Dynamite Kid has picked up a wine bottle and broken it, and is bringing a bottle into the ring to stab Tiger Mask. <laughs> he is stopped by the ref, but the ref then restarts the match, even though he just tried to kill his opponents. <laughs> that made me laugh pretty hard. I've never seen that particular uh, thing happen in wrestling before uh, that I can remember other than this match. Um, I think it's a double count out where they're trying to poly drive each other on the floor, but I'm not really sure what happens and it just kind of cuts off. So what did you think of this match, Luke? Uh, did you see the same similarities that I did? And what did you think of this fucking ref? All right. So if there was ever a, a match on New Japan World that needed some English commentary just to give us non-Japanese speakers a bit of context uh, and a bit of clarification. Uh, it's this one because that would have been lovely. Instead, it's just in Japanese. But it, it, look, either way, no matter what I'm going to say, watch this match. It's, it's fucking awesome. But I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, this is really good. I even sent you a message saying, do these guys legit hate each other or are they that good? And you were telling me they had a long feud and stuff. So, yeah, that really showed. Their animosity between each other really showed and it was fucking awesome. Now, the match is, it's halfway through the match and I'm like, fuck, this match is really good and it's getting even better because Tiger Mask fucking does some move and then the Dynamite Kids are like hanging off their 
the steel ring barrier and didn't flip and any written stuff. I'm like, shit, yeah, they're, they're in the crowd now. Fuck, this is going off. Then I hear the bell ring, and I'm like, what the fuck are you ringing the bell for? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. They didn't do anything. <laughs> what? This ref also wouldn't get out of their fucking way. Get out of the way. They're trying to do fucking moves people have never seen before. Get out of here, fuck with. <laughs> get out of the fucking way. Uh, like, I, what, the guy pulls out a wine bottle and wants to stab some motherfucker? Yeah, all right. Maybe you want to call the bell or something. <laughs> that I understand. If they're just doing jump, if they're just jumping on each other on the outside, why are you talking this Is there something I don't know about old wrestling, an old rule or something? You can't go out to the ring barrier or something or it's a DQ or some stupid rule like that? Because I was fucking confused. And then I, I put my mouse over the screen so I could see how much is this match got to go? Was that it? Oh no, there's more, so they must keep wrestling. Well, they kind of do. Then the ref keeps fucking stopping the match over and over. Get out of here. <laughs> this is the one time I've ever seen a wrestling match where I've thought another ref should come here out just to send the other ref to the back. You know when a ref goes to the guy on the outside like gate or you know, <clears throat> someone like that. You've interfered too much. Get out of here. You're out. Hey. And they're like, what? No, I didn't do anything. But they'll, they'll have to go out the back because they've been kicked out. Well, this is the only match I've ever seen where I'm like, another ref should have come out to kick the other ref out. <laughs> However, this ref did not do anything to stop how good, like, a ref this awful could uh, ruin... Uh, a really good matchup. Now, you mentioned the Benoit thing as I was watching the match, and then I see him do a, a backdrop kind of suplex. I'm like, oh, yeah. Then then the, the headbutt, I'm like, holy shit. Even not, and, and it wasn't just the, the moves themselves. It's the way the Dynamite Kid did the moves, and I was like, oh, shit. It's, Man, it's, just copied this motherfucker. It's uncanny. I mean, they were, they were you know, I think they both... Um, you know, uh, trained at the the dungeon or whatever, and maybe that's where they have a connection because it, it's weird. Um, the reason why he's in New Japan right now, Dynamite Kid, is because of a relationship between New Japan and um, and Stampede Wrestling. Because, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Dynamite Kid grew up in in Britain, and he was on World of Sport, and and then he moved to travel and and train in the dungeon, and so he was he kind of came up in Stampede Wrestling, and then he got signed by WWE, and you know, and on and on. But uh, this is why he was in in New Japan at this time is because they had a working relationship with Stampede Wrestling and Stu Hart. Stu, yeah, yeah, Stu Hart. The dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he stretched the shit out. Now, uh, Dynamite Kid is also a, a huge piece of shit. Um, he's known for, like, okay, so he got fired from WWE or quit, according to him, or whatever, because he got his teeth knocked out by Jacques Rougeau, um, who, like, who like got in an argument with him over somebody's bag or something like that, and he fucking got his teeth knocked out. And that's, like, something you can't have, you know, in old-school wrestling in the 80s. You can't get your teeth knocked out. Because then you're fired, you know, so that's what happened. And um, he had a little bit of beef over that. Uh, him and him and the uh, you know British Bulldog had beef because while um, 
They also worked in All Japan because I guess at the time WWE had a relationship with All Japan when they worked with them. And so they were in getting ready for their big like end of the year tag league. And apparently British Bulldog just re-signed with WWE and, and trademarked the British Bulldog name and just left Dynamite Kid in Japan and then avoided him for the rest of his life. So, so he was an asshole and people didn't like him and other assholes did asshole things to him. And he also did asshole things. So. Oh, well, that's a shame, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, not everyone's a nice person. Well, Benoit, everyone... Benoit was like, oh. I'm going to take this to the next level. You think you're an asshole? We'll wait till you see what I do, you know? Like, damn. Hold hold, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. Hold hold my steroids. I'll, I'll be right with you, you know? Because uh, yeah. they, they both know. abuse the steroids quite a bit. And, um, you know, late in his life, uh, he was pretty fucked up. But the thing is, is that there's a bunch of these Tiger Mask versus um, Dynamite Kid matches on New Japan World. Um, their feud wasn't as long as I said. I think it was like a year or two-year feud. But they, they had some legendary matches together that started, you know, in the early 80s and go through the mid-80s. It's good shit. Yep. Sweet. All right. So uh, what is your match recommend for the next uh, main episode of the podcast I found, it? It, I found a, a hidden gem as uh, we are wont to do here and this is one that probably people haven't seen it's short it's fucking sweet and it is a matchup that I didn't know existed so this is from the G1 Climax 22 that's in 2012 on August 1st it's actually I think at Kurgan Hall too because every match is at Kurgan Hall and it is Mr. Fucking Bread, Satoshi Kojima, versus From Noah, Marafuji. I'm just typing that out, sorry. Uh, so uh, I don't have to ask you again on the uh, Facebook. Hey, what match was it again? Yeah, well, we Which record this. We record this uh, so you can always listen to it and say, if yeah. I know, you know <laughs> I usually just type it right into the notes, and then I don't erase them. I leave them up so that I can copy and paste that into the next notes that I start so that they're not, like, erased and lost, you know? Shut up. <laughs> All right, so Mr. Mr. Bread versus Marufuji 2012. Fuck, oh, man, I can't wait for that. It's good, and it's start, right. it starts It's just like a great New Japan match. It starts slow, and then, oh, my God. So uh, it's, it's fucking good shit, man. Um, Luke, what is your recommend for next time? All right, so we're we're jumping in back into the uh, never. Well, I was going to say never realm, but <laughs> uh, yeah. the never sphere. All right, so we're currently at the fifth generation, the fifth champion, which is Tomohiro Ishii. He's not only the fifth champion; he's also the first. And this is a match that he had on Saturday, November 14th, no, sorry, Saturday, November 8th in 2014 at the Bodymaker Coliseum in Osaka. Okay. And it is Tomohiro Ishii versus, don't hate me, Mr. Andy, please, Hiroki Goto. Oh, boy. Okay. Young Goto. Before, this would be before he, you know, learned. chaos yeah. yeah. Before he became the guy, you know, like he's prayed under the the water and the fucking became the guy that stole everybody else's gimmick. It's before that, so maybe he's good. We'll see. Yeah. So uh, that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, I maybe I'll like older Goto better. I think. I don't. I don't hate Goto the way Mr. Andy does. Like I do think he can 
get it done in the ring. But I think you are right in certain aspects of about Goto. He doesn't. I don't think he's really elevated anyone. I think that's an important top thing. Top thing. A top guy to have is not only to make yourself look like a million dollars, but also your opponents. I feel like I feel the same way about Sonata. Like I don't think he makes people look particularly like a million bucks. He, I don't know. Besides, I think both our beefs are. We see a match with either man, and we're like, I want the other guy to win. But then Sonata or Goto wins, and we're just like, fucking every time! I mean, we're also big Ric Flair fans. We've bonded over that, the fact that we both love Ric Flair matches, and, like, you know, we grew up watching Ric Flair, we love Ric Flair, and he's taught us a lot about wrestling, and, you know, he's one of the most unselfish heel wrestlers you'll ever see, and so that's one of the reasons yep. I love him so much. Uh, Daniel Bryan, these guys are not, unfortunately. You know, it, it, it is what it is, so... So uh, that's that's fine, but yeah. So we've got uh, Ishi versus Goto, and Mister Bread versus Marafuji. Man, I you definitely chose the one that's interesting, more interesting at least to, to my eyes. So that's a nice little nugget, and it's good to have a bit of extra bread on our show because we didn't do Kojima tweets this week, but uh, we did his. Also got the. Uh, yeah, the Marafuji match. Fuck, that's exciting. Yeah. You'll love us. And, yep. And we have, what, at least three shows this week. Uh, tonight, tomorrow night, and Friday. Then there's one on Monday. You and I will organize all the, all the behind-the-scenes shit that no one cares about. <laughs> we will. We will. Also, before I sign off, I just want to say uh, appreciate everyone's patience. Uh, we're not going to get into it, but as, as we said on the the Tweety and at the start of the show. We had busy lives last week, so we would have loved to have had this episode out earlier when maybe the shows we're covering were a bit more fresh. But alas, we, we, we just couldn't. We, in fact, we were supposed to record yesterday. On Sunday, I sent you a standing message going, oh, well, nothing's on. Do you mind? You're like, yeah, all right, next day. So, yes, thank you, everyone, for your patience. And also, thanks for listening i don't know if i've ever said thanks for listening i know you have sometimes <laughs> i don't know if i've ever said it i might have i would you know but thank you for listening and also he might not be around but in switchblade we trust fuck you skype